Motorcycles and Misfits coming to you. Where? From the Recycle Garage. Where? Here in. Where? Sunny Santa Cruz, California. USA. USA. Ooh. Ooh, I say. Hey. <laughs> hey, everyone. Well, hey there. Thanks for taking the intro. Well, that's okay. You had it loaded and ready. I was locked and loaded, darling. Yes, you were. Just That's how I got you to put the fart machine down. That is the <laughs> I was looking for that. <laughs> but the good news is, I just picked it up again. Uh. <laughs> was that, that was the wet one. The wee, yeah. the wee wet no, one. <laughs> my favorite. It's the liquefaction. <laughs> the sloppy jalopy. <laughs> sloppy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in the garage tonight, Eliza? <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Liza. Oh, I just and my <laughs> 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 We'll be picking them out. Let's do a pick them out. Oh no! I tried to do a fart, but sorry. We need to talk about. It's still coming out, isn't it? I can tell. It's still coming out. Finished yet? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody get a rag. Oh shit! No, get a mop. We need a mop. Okay, I'll be good. (laughs) I can grab Joseph here. It wasn't me. It was him. He made me. <laughs> Guilty. Stop oh. it, Jim. Uh, I don't I'm know so- what's worse, Emma peeing her pants or Jim turning red like that. <laughs> I'm all hot from laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were we laughing at before? I Just, don't uh, even know what you're laughing at now. Sloppy <laughs> jalopy. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it all back. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Liza, and uh, sometimes I uh, got nothing. Sometimes, no, I got nothing. All right, this is just, I'm just so derailed. All right, hey everyone, this is Liza. How you doing, my wig wax? Oh, that was awesome. In the out, in the room room tonight, it's newly shorn Henry. Hey, what's up? Also running the board, it's Bagel. Hey, hey. Uh, well, you already heard her, so I don't even know if we got to introduce her. Uh, slightly wet, it's Miss Emma. Hello, darlings. <laughs> Give it the beans. <laughs> Clean up on aisle five. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Joining us tonight, it's Gemma. How to do? We got Gemma and Emma on the couch. Yeah, this will be fun. This will be fun. But very classy. And uh, <laughs> joining us for the first time, it's Nathan. Good evening, y'all. How you doing? Doing well. And then uh, we you. got Naked Jim. Hey, what's happening? Peace, love, and soul. And then I'm sorry. Tell me your name again. Isaiah. Isaiah, you got the oh, so the get break up tech. Like you got the break tech. The yes. Break free tech. How, how you liking that? Uh, it was working wonderful until I went down. Wait, oh no! Wait, what? Yeah, uh, I was going down a 680 on a Hayabusa, and lady decided to merge without uh, looking. How's the Busa? Uh, it's three quarters of a Busa now. So oh, it, no. it's like an anti-stretch Busa. It's like a shortened Busa See, now. Yeah, compressed yeah. Busa. <laughs> compressed. Oh, oh damn! The accordion version. Yeah. Wait, Yikes. whose Busa is it? 
Mine. Oh, okay. So, and the break free didn't didn't survive. No. Did it pop off the helmet? Yes, but it uh it got ran over. Oh. Oh, oh do you yeah. still have it? Did you did you let Alex know? No, not yet. I was a little sad. Get up well, close on the mic. Don't be scared. I was a little scared. sad to say anything. Well, wait a minute. You, you have know. no injuries? Uh, yes, I have a nice little chunk missing on my shoulder right Ooh. now. Yeah. Yikes. Ooh. Well, I suspect Alex knows now. Well, Sorry, Alex. He, well, he may be interested in, in, in that busted unit to study it. Yeah, do some see forensics. how well it survived. I don't think he picked it up. I, I still have it. Oh, you do? I, I can send it to him if you want. Well, not to mention, yeah. he can give you a receipt for it if you want to claim it on her insurance. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Mm. This yeah. is money. Yeah. I'd be interested in that. All right. A replacement cost receipt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, hey, everyone. So, oh, we got so much going on. Uh, today was another fun day in the garage. Yeah, a lot of new faces. A lot of new f- Exactly. Um, we had Nathan who showed up. And he just wants to learn about bikes. Right. Um, Nathan, you're just starting out on your motorcycling journey, aren't you? You've got an interest. Yes, that's correct. But you don't know where to start. I have no idea. And you started with us. I'm very blessed. You're very smart. (laughs) And what was the number one rule that I told you? All bikes are awesome. There you go. Yeah. All bikes are cool. All bikes are awesome. I got that ninja for sale. (laughs) (laughs) I think all bikes are awesome. I don't think all bikes are for sale, right? (laughs) That is true. Well, actually, we have quite a few for sale amongst Mm. us. Um. We well, no, nothing, no, not enough for first time right. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always mm. things knocking around for sale at the Misfits, but we're kind of we are low on what you might call entry level bikes right now. But you did the perfect thing. Um, you came to us, say, "Hey, I want to learn," and immediately Emma started giving you books to read and to learn about bikes and you said can i come and just hang out and just help out it's exactly the best way you come here help out sometimes you'll get tools for people or help hold this or do this and you can ask people questions about why are you doing this and what does that do and you'll just absorb so much information so quick we'll also tell you the right gear and the right movies and the right roads and the right bike and (laughs) all the right things yeah and sit on bikes there's usually yeah, a nice collection of bikes, bikes here, so it's an easy way to just, hey, can I sit on your bike? And you could sit on 12 or 15 different motorcycles in half an hour. Pretty much. So I, I tend to find that new riders choose their first bike based upon either what they think looks cool or what they think their friends think looks cool. <laughs> when the reality is the best bike is the one that fits you right. Um, bikes are like shoes. Right, so you want to try on a lot of different shoes and find the ones that fit you well. So forget about what it looks like or what people think, and that's why I said all bikes are cool here. We just appreciate all bikes here, right? And always um, gear up. And always gear up. Yeah. Well, it seems like Isaiah is a walking <laughs> yeah. testament to that. I finally learned to stop being a squid. Were, were you wearing all your gear? Yes. Cool. So Icon is missing a chunk out of the shoulder, but it saved me. Nice. Icon's good shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, a lot of stuff going on in the garage. Um, we had the uh, the kid bring that mini bike back today. Oh, hey, yeah. When you're talking about cool, not only was it probably the coolest bike there today, it was the scariest bike oh, that nobody was, wanted to ride. Absolute <laughs> death trap. The Whiskey Throttle 3000. <laughs> <laughs> and to describe it, this is like 
1960s, maybe? Yeah, it's a 1960s, just rigid frame. Rigid frame, tiny wheel. Yeah, totally barn frame eight, looking thing. Eight inch wheels. Pull motor. Oh, that's not, wheels. No, no, no. Those are not eight inch wheels. Those are like four inch wheels. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and it doesn't even have a throttle. No. It has a brake lever that's yes. hooked up to a pull cable. <laughs> right, the brake. <laughs> so you pull the like a, the lever to go faster. Like a bicycle brake lever. Yeah. 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 Um, but it, it, it has got a foot brake, and you, you push down on a pedal, and there's a plate that pushes against the tread of the rear tire. <laughs> oh it's like an asbestos yeah. <laughs> uh, pad that pushes on the rubber of I the tire. Like a, a piece of wood coming up. Like not even on the side. It on. just pushes on the whole center of the tire. Safety but, um, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> safety last. Um, but we got it going. I mean, he pushed it in, he rode it out, and he was tearing up and down the street on it. That thing is fast. No one else was brave enough to get on that thing. I didn't want to get on it. That kid's like 6'4". He's huge. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. And I love how the chain hits the rear fender when it it rides. So it's constantly going clinkity-clinkity-clinkity-clink. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, you helped him. He pulled the motor. Yeah. Pulled the carb. Yeah, we pulled pulled the carb, did a little top-end work, and um, that thing ran great i think he was surprised when he put it all together and he one pull and it started and oh yeah nice. well we'd run it on the bench first yeah i was kind of holding it like a baby <laughs> <laughs> he started it up and then he's trying to jump out of my hand <laughs> but it it ran good oh, and then it idled great and yeah everything all bikes are cool all and bikes are cool he pushed he went out in the street and he came back and he he was pushing it he said the the clutch basket made a squealing sound and almost flew off oh <laughs> also i noticed that the rear wheel is not centered and it wobbles yes yeah Ooh, i mean there's okay. so many things wrong with it that's part of the appeal yeah and i mean for, for messing about in the fields which is probably what he wants but for Perfect. that kid who's what 15 i think yeah and fixing up his first bike getting it running that's awesome. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he could spend the rest of his life riding motorbikes and he'll be in his deathbed at 90, 90 years old. <laughs> and say, which Reminiscing. Is, and which is your favorite bike? And he'll go, oh, the mini bike. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Actually, you know, there's someone else in the room who has experienced this feeling before. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, um, actually... None of you in the room have, even though everyone oh, are thinks... Are we talking of, about Josie the cat? <laughs> no. <laughs> everyone here, like Jim and Emma and Bagel, everyone thinks, you know, they've been around forever, but they haven't been around since the beginning. The beginning. True. But somebody here has been. The very beginning. Wow. Yeah. So you guys, I don't think you know this, but Gemma was one of the first people who I told about my idea. It was a brilliant idea. I had this concept I had to open up the garage right, and to let people come in. Just a sparkle in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that's great. And uh, Gemma used to live next door. And so this is, what, 12, 13 years ago? Longer than that, I oh, guess. Oh, if don't age just... me. Don't age me. <laughs> Sorry, darling. I'm a spring chicken. <laughs> and she was one of the first people who came, and I, I taught her how to tear down a carburetor. Yeah, that's great. Very It's cool. a 750 bike. That thing was way too big for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it was one of the donated bikes, but it was like, hey, let's just take things apart and show you how to put it back together. So the first thing she learned how to do was to tear apart a carburetor. Yeah, super fun. Wild. Yeah, and that yeah, that was just when it was just 
me and like usually just one person at a time in the garage who I was just teaching stuff and back now, in the day. Now you have like an empire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is it cool for you to come like you come by and just year after year every now and then you've dropped by and you just see all these people there yeah it's a total trip and seeing how big it's grown and like how happy people are in the community you've created and this opportunity for people to come in and like yeah. experience on different levels wherever they're at and to share it well it was my concept but it's like I point out to all these people it, they all grabbed it and took it and ran with it I'm not out there doing everything I mean Emma's doing as much and knock is out there and everyone's out right. there helping and we all put our own little stamp on it i mean the, my my mantra is it doesn't matter how you bring this thing down you're pushing it down you're riding it out of here mm. and if we can do it in one week we're going to do it that day it might take a couple of weeks but you are riding it out of here yeah just like my r6 yeah like mm -hmm. your r6 like a ton of other bikes they come down here looking very sad <laughs> yes i was a little sad today because i'm trying to work on my ktm yes <sighs> <laughs> the, the good news is slightly less layers of plastic than the africa twin yes but it's um, interestingly <clears throat> shaped plastic though it's austrian shaped plastic <laughs> but, so my um i'm having problems with my speedometer doesn't work y'all <clears throat> Everything else on it, because it's one unit, everything else on it works. Also, this is a weird thing. I noticed um, about 2,700 miles ago, it reset to zero and started over. <laughs> because that's what you want an odometer to do. It should have about 44 to 45,000 miles on the bike. It's awkward. You try <laughs> but the good news is it went up in value, 3,000 bucks. Yeah. Hey. Well done. Hey. Sure. Hey. Well done. Garage cap. It's not a bug, it's a feature. Where's your secret? <laughs> so first of all, that is weird. Have you heard of that happening on any other bikes? No. So I've, I, there, I found on the forums, the KTM 990s, that has happened. Mm. So there's a bug with the Speedo to start with. But it just reset and um, has been working fine. Then I had that problem with the battery, and I had to replace the battery. Upon doing so, I then realized my ABS and speedometer were not working. Right. Which turns out because they're connected. Hmm. So the ABS sensor is also the Speedo sensor, right? I've been thinking about this since you did it okay because you you're looking for a reason so i changed the battery and now my speedo doesn't work but so what what's the relationship and i think i might have got it inside that speedo like most modern speedos yeah. it's a very very complex piece of mm -hmm. electronic trickery um and there's all kinds of circuit boards and diodes and god knows what and you know and i think I have a suspicion that either when your battery was going and the regulator rectifier was going, <gasps> hang on, mm -hmm. or when you connected the new battery, you got a surge and you took something out. Mm -hmm. I hate to tell you, I think you need a new speedo head. Okay. Mm. And so that's where I'm, I'm torn because... But it's a chunk of change. I mean, Yeah, just a used one is going to be 300 bucks. Keep and there's no money. guarantee that it's going to be any good. Hmm? KTM, keep throwing money. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got. I mean, I got. I don't have a problem with that. The bike has perf is a performance bike, and I can attest to that. And I really enjoy riding that bike, but um, and it's not just KTM. It's any bike. The more electronics you get on it, 
the more mysteries and and problems you can potentially have. You know that there has to be um, a happy medium that you get sufficient safety features on a bike and performance mm -hmm. to justify electronics, but. Not necessarily anymore. I mean, if you take my RF as an example, that's a complete dinosaur. It's mm -hmm. a carbureted bike. The only real electronics on that is running the uh, the ignition. Everything else is very, very analog. Um, I'd like to think that nowadays we need a few more things on our bike. Traction control's always healthy. ABS is always healthy, and those two kind of go together. Um, but, yeah, some of it just seems so bloody needless. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. So, um, but you had the interesting idea. At first we thought uh, the, the simplest thing you can do is replace the sensor. And rather yes. than just buy a new sensor, you right. had me swap the sensor. Well, the rear and the front are identical. Yeah, and the front does double duty. Mm -hmm. So the front sensor acts as an ABS sensor, but it also acts as the drive for the speedometer. Are we... Positive. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, speedometer's not working. So, put the back sensor on the front, mm -hmm. and the ABS still won't work because you right. need two sensors for the ABS to right. work because it measures the rotation between the wheels, and that's how they work. Um, but if the sensor was bad, the speedo would work right. because you took the bad sensor off and put the good sensor on. But it's still didn't work right and that was no easy task i know taking i had to take apart the front of the bike um, to get to it so i i hate to say it i think okay everything else is powering up in the speedo head um i think you're into a new speedo i think something something surged either towards the end of the battery's mm -hmm. life or when you put the new battery on you just got a spike and it took something out in there hmm now, uh, did, did, were you having problems with the ABS as well? Like, the ABS isn't working, or just the Speedo? ABS and Speedo are linked. But, I mean, when 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 the Speedo went out, did the ABS go out as well? That's what I'm asking. Yes. It did. Because the, it has to register some speed for the ABS to right. kick in. Uh, and she, okay. and, and Liza's right. getting a solid ABS light, not yeah. a flashing one. And a solid ABS light on a KTM means you've got a sensor down. Hmm. Because it'll flash, it'll pulse at you. Yeah. And you depending on the pulses depends on what's wrong with is, your abs is it possible that it needs both both sensors for no. the speedometer to work no no okay it's just the front the front does double duty it does yeah. speedo and obviously the the rotation for the abs and the rear just does the abs only and they're exactly the same they're just mm -hmm. two wire sensors yeah but it's just wired differently when it goes into the speedo head yeah well i'm trying to get it ready to sell um i'm I'm both Jim, you and I, we're selling bikes this year. Yeah, we're selling. We may do the fire sale, just put them all That's up what on I, one thing. You know what I was thinking, <laughs> Emma, is that we just pull all of our bikes that are for sale, list them all together on Craigslist, and just have like an open house one weekend. That'd be cool. And just, just have like a whole bunch of bikes out here together. A bumper bike bonanza. I know. What are you going to sell? You got the. Uh, the the 650. I was thinking Rice Krispie Treats or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, um, you got, well, the FC, FC6 for the sure. FC650. You've got two dirt bikes with blown motors. Yeah. Emma, I don't know, Emma may or may not want one of them. And the other one we threatened to turn into an electric bike, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Yeah. 
Um, the big one is just blow out the FC6 for me and then just figure out the fate of the other ones. But then I got a parts KLX and then I got a parts DR350. Right. I took pictures of the DRZ400 dirt bike. I'm ready to sell that. Thousand bucks. Um, That's going to be a great bike for somebody at a thousand bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's been ridden hard and put up. Wet, yeah, but, but I mean, it's a capable bike. It's got it's a, a pump. DRZ400 for thousand bucks. It's got it a, runs. Pump, a pumper carburetor on it, mm-hmm. which is 500 bucks right there. Yeah, it so started it's like, right up. Yeah, it's like you're getting. A five hundred dollar bike with a five hundred dollar carburetor. Yeah, and they're they're decent dirt bikes. Um, yeah, really on the fence on the versus. Hey, you so shut your not, fucking bikers! Oh Jesus! <laughs> the token agent's I just, here. Put them over there. Not that one. Not that. Not that one. Put them over here. The original token Asian. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, hey, while Knox making a whole ruckus. Oh, damn it! Jesus, Knox! Oh, falling apart. Ah, knocking mic stands Chaos. over. Under attack. Oh my God! Knocking everything over. Hey, let's um. Nice entrance. We'd like to do a couple shout-outs real quick. Oh yeah. First of all, Ricky Brayback. Anyone? Yes. Anyone? America, fuck yeah. Yeah! First American to win the Dakar. On a Honda. On a Honda. On a Honda. Uh, KTM's won like 17 years in a row or something. Something like right. that, yeah. 14 years, something like that. No, it's like 17. Um, And they're riding the 450s, right? Yep. Right. Yeah, so um, yeah, he did. He was solid. He was leading the entire time. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, not the entire time, but he was... Most of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, it. yeah. Early on, he was... He was just solid, just having solid, solid rides. And there were some days where he said, you know, today I'm going to take it easy. Like, he knew mm-hmm. the game was play it safe. Right. Don't don't push, don't take risks. It seemed like he was just in a groove. Like, he was just, mm-hmm. everything was lining up for him. He had the mojo working. I mean, every time they talked to him and interviewed him, he was smiling and having a good, well, you know, having a good time and felt right at home going 100 miles an hour in sand <laughs> oh, i tell you i was Dude. i'd be watching the um the replays you know and you see them just hauling ass in sand and the wheels are just washing back and forth and i'm just going nope yeah nope nope uh-uh nope well, it would give me anxiety just to watch oh no well you understand because like it requires extreme skill to do or something imagine that <laughs> And the injuries are, are so, like, severe. Um, you know, yeah, watched a yeah. couple of them. And, you know, like, so one guy, this Frenchman, crashed early on. And it was kind of a straightaway. I think maybe hit a little bump or something. You know, back end got swirly. And next thing you know, he goes launching through the desert. And they're talking to one of the team guys. And he says, oh, you know, he's okay, doing good. Uh, some fractured vertebrae. Um, oh, but not compression fracture, so that's good. And then a broken shoulder. Uh, but he's good. And that goes to show it's like that was all he had, and they were stoked. But uh, then you think about it, when he crashed, he was doing almost 80 miles an hour. Right. And, and that's the thing. The speed in these events is sand nuts. is hard. Oh. Yeah, you don't it slide is, on sand. You don't <laughs> slide. And when you try and compress it, i.e. you go down on it, yeah. it's got no give to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just like a you, thunk. Yeah, you bunk. Yeah, there were a lot of like <clears throat> shoulders. A yeah. lot of shoulders yeah. being yeah. injured. Or that, or you're, you're hauling ass, same thing, doing 85 miles an hour, and you're coming over this little sand dune, and little do you know, it just drops off the other end 50 feet. So you end up launching into oblivion, you know, and you have no idea. It's wild, though, man. Those, those guys have yeah, balls like knock. 
Big and hairy. <laughs> Nobody has no, balls no. like knock. Surprise, I don't got balls. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, he's got cubes. Suicide by words. <laughs> he got cubes in there. You can borrow Isis <laughs> anytime. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I don't think you fit in uh, my pants. But yeah, Dakar was awesome. And you can go check out the highlights on uh, Red Bull. Red Bull TV. I was watching mm-hmm. on YouTube channels. You can actually narrow it down to just the motos. Well, it's like 25 minutes of motos and then like two minutes of quads. Yeah. It's pretty funny. But that way you just, <laughs> get, the, just like, get the motorcycle even highlights. Even the car, like, fuck quads. Right, they told me, right? <laughs> it was awesome. Like, yeah, fuck quads. <laughs> I have a random special shout out that's okay. Yeah, what's that? Uh, to my wife. Happy one year anniversary, babe. Hey! hey. Whoa! Oh. All right. Um, I got another shout out to Zuppy51. Zuppy51? Uh, he gave us a review. Oh yeah, what? Uh, Apple. Or, one, yeah, one star. I hope is it. It's uh, one star. All right. The pizza was cold. Uh, title: What a waste of time. And then it says: Complete idiotic approach to podcasting. Yes. Oh, nice. Truth in yeah. advertising. I'm learning from the best. We Where's never fart machine? Anything other than so that should be like a it was this opposite day should have been a five star for <laughs> delivering exactly what we promised. Yeah, it was opposite day. Get exactly what you paid for. That's Less right. than nothing. And, um, <laughs> and Zuppy51, we are not an idiotic approach to podcasting. We are a moronic approach to podcasting. <laughs> yes. Get it right. Get it together. What a chosser. Um, China has struck again. Yes. Yeah. Banggood. <laughs> you know what? I fucking swear I, to God. I have to, have to say, oh God, well, dude. full disclosure, I, I've been buying from AliExpress. Oh, oh, but okay. nevertheless. Great. <laughs> That's an improvement? Um, <laughs> Question mark? So, you know, I keep trying new stuff on there because I can't get enough. It's just a waste of money. Dude, I've got some <laughs> Evil Knievel uh, Converse knockoffs coming. I can't wait. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, They're, so cool. <laughs> they're so cool. They're so cool. You start a YouTube channel and just, you know, that, well, I guess there already is one, but I, yeah, there are. reviewing wish. Um, yeah. So I ordered some two sets of the headlight uh, guards for mine and Jim's Africa Twins, and it's—I mean, it looks okayish. It's like a mesh grid that goes uh, in front of the headlight. It's kind of keep, the shape of the headlight. Yeah, kind of shape. Uh, and it's Those for are colanders. Is that well, what when you're, when or, or hibachi? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had multiple rules. When you're riding in dirt or gravel, um, following someone, rocks get kicked up and can smash those headlights. And those headlights are expensive. Maybe mm. you don't follow so closely. So I figured, you know what? I'll, I'll pop on the. Seventeen dollars for, <laughs> for three. Okay, for for three of them. <laughs> I will feel so bad that they were like sixty dollars. No, 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 seventeen bucks. Okay. I feel like my and, job can make. And the favorite. the actual yeah, headlight probably. guard, not so bad. Uh, Henry, do you mind grabbing it? It's on my kitchen table. Yeah. Um, but. Not so bad. Um, but then it comes with a bracket to mount to the bike. And what, and How what convenient. Do you, what do you attach that bracket to? A figment of your imagination? The bracket lines up with nothing, attaches to nothing, a and is, is folded the wrong way, so you can't attach it to anything. It folds if there was the wrong something way. It's, it's funny because, like, the bottom of the light fixture or bracket it, it attaches to, apparently, it appears to, like, that front crossbar you have, but, like, there's nothing to support the actual yeah. thing. It just yeah. kind of flops Ooh, around. It's like it was designed for a different can crossbar. I, can I see right. the box, Henry? It comes in a park racing. <laughs> What's yeah, so racing? This, so this looks pretty nice. nice, right? 
Yeah, they did, they did a good number on the box. It, it looks the part. I mean, <laughs> so I want to. I want to see flat black metal. Liza, uh, let me take one home and look on mine because you have the light bar on yours. Mine doesn't have the light bar in the front. Right. My auxiliary li- lights mount directly under the front of the fairing. Hang on. Oh. Now okay. where the bar mounts yeah, on the front yours. of the fairing looks very similar to where the whole alignments right. are for that thing. So. Maybe, oh, if if you didn't put it together backwards, mm, which okay. you're pretty sure you oh, didn't, yeah, it could probably... actually fit. Um, I hate to... What? what? Details, I know, okay. but there is some quite questionable English going on <laughs> in this box. Yeah. Do we have it English? It is professional manufacturer specialize in motorcycle accessories. Shouldn't be that specializing or mm. a, a professional <laughs> manufacturer specialist? But specialize in motorcycle accessories. It's a nice I think box. It's pretty close. It's, I mean, close. it's close. It's better than a Chinese menu. Yes. Let's face it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Now, were there any instructions that came with it? No. Of course. Mm. Yeah. So, park. Jim, take that home and see. Uh, it doesn't go like. I don't think it goes not, like that. Not too much English. <laughs> but that, that's how it would mount on my. Yeah, but. I just don't think I it's going to be It's high got those up. tabs. Ex- yeah, except that, with, that, with, that, with that position, that bracket is like at the bottom of the headlight, where the headlight is inside the frame. Uh, how about you go yeah. online and look for a photo of a real I did. One that goes I did. I only found now? legit ones. <laughs> and I mean, they're designed is, to Henry, the mounting system like work? Oh, Henry wants to see. Um, You know what? Worst comes to worst, Liza, you could like just cut off the mounts and just use some double-sided tape and just stick it on your headlight. Well, Jim, I'm going to tell you the truth. (laughs) The best. The so this looks cool. Because it looks like, you know, wire mesh over it. Yeah. The best headlight protector is actually just plexiglass and Velcro strips. Yep. Mm. Mm. Yeah. The Velcro does the best because it doesn't um, prohibit the light at all. Yeah. And you just use the adhesive Velcro to attach it. Um, That's really the best thing. So, you know, if we wanted to try and make some uh, plexiglass, that could be another project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But even if you just have plexiglass over, like, part of it or something you know uh, some ovals or some it's better but um at least look i mean the quality of the actual guard looks pretty nice and a cnc cut out no it looks like if it actually fit the bike it'd be pretty good right well that's the other thing too is that the curve on the guard is like about half of the curve of the headlight oh it's not (laughs) it's not not the wrong sphere shape i guess or whatever it needs a a little bit of bending (laughs) well you can that that's pretty easy to do with these though yeah Yeah, okay not super thick maybe it's just decorative uh, well, another 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 Yeah, B man. It's a Burning Man costume. Right, <laughs> right. Burning Man costume. Perfect. 100%. I don't know. Well, we have a couple to play. with. Make a merkin out of it. Um, <laughs> it's the wrong combination Ooh. of pots and pans. I got Ooh. another announcement. Yes. Oh. It's time for a whir whir update. Oh. Women Riders World Relay. Is that whoa whoa or whoa 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 whoa? So um, this is pretty cool. So it's in Africa right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, I believe it's in Kenya. Oh, rad. Yeah. Um, okay. But it, it just it came out of Zimbabwe, mm, cool. where the first lady invited the ladies for lunch. Wow. Oh, and wow. the vice president and president joined them. Oh, wow. Oh, hey. Of Zimbabwe. That is nice. cool. I know, right? Wow. Oh, that's super awesome. I know. It's like we're legit or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that was pretty That was pretty cool for them. Um, so, yeah, it's in Kenya and God, we're halfway through January. It's not got much longer before it's going to be heading up to uh, to London 
Fun we'll fact. Be meeting it. One of the official languages in Zimbabwe is English, actually. Mm. You don't say. Interesting. It's that like you're Googling it or something. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Random trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, when do you guys, when does it show up in London? Uh, the UK? February 13th, I think. Where, what, what country does it leave from? Uh, it has still has to go up to Dubai. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So I believe we're flying it from Kenya up to UAE. Mm-hmm. And they're pulling out the stops there. It's going to be part of the Dubai Shopping Festival, which is actually a huge... I don't know if you've ever been to a mall in Dubai. The shopping is it's a crazy. big deal there. Yeah. Well, can't wow. you go like skiing and stuff like that? Uh, uh, yeah. In Dubai? Mm-hmm. They have a mall yeah. with an indoor ski slope. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what? Doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've only been oh. to the mall with the indoor ice skating. Ah, okay. But the other one has the, yeah. That's the, a lot of refrigeration, man. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, the malls are fun. I mean, there's art. And I when I the one I went to, I went and had a, a nice sit-down dinner um, with cocktails at the mm. Red Lobster. Okay, in Dubai. In Dubai. What? In Dubai. Because All the food was halal. Yeah. The Red Lobster is like hostess seats you. You can order cocktails, and I sat outside on the patio to watch the big light and fountain show. Wow. Mm-hmm. I bet they're flying that stuff in daily. Are you kidding me? It was like the. It was like a really nice seafood restaurant. The Red Lobster. Yeah. Wow. Some places in other foreign countries are fast food is better you know, quality. I the ones in America. Years ago, I God, when would it have been? Ten years ago, I was in Barcelona, and I just w- went into a McDonald's because I wanted a Big Mac mm-hmm. on a Saturday night. And in Spain, oh, they get the schedules right. It's like schedule. an occasion. Yeah. Saturday night, you get all dressed up and you go to McDonald's. It was wild. Is it a McRoyal with cheese? <laughs> a Royal with cheese. A Royal with cheese. But it no, I mean it's like this is an occasion mm-hmm. that they go into McDonald's. Well, um, there you go. Yeah, and all I wanted was a Big Mac, <laughs> and I just consumed two bottles of very cheap Spanish wine. So ah. I was just com- and I probably cheaper the- than the Big Mac. Those I, wines. It was, yeah. and I got to the counter and just. Your Spanish is impeccable. Yeah, thank you, darling. Hey, so you guys um, remember a guest that we had last year writing the children's books? Yeah, yeah. Mimi and Moto. Mm-hmm, totally. I mean, how how important is it to get kids into riding? I mean, just seeing like that kid with the mini bike today was so cool. It's it's life and death. Well, you know when mm-hmm. um when I was on the ride, I saw them at the AIM Expo hawking their wares. Nice. And they've won like a bunch of awards and stuff. You want to catch up with them? See what they're up to. Love sure. to. Why don't sure. we do it? Because we got yeah. Mark and Nancy on the phone with us. How you guys doing? I'm doing great. We're doing hey. good. Hey, hey. So last we talked, you were doing a Kickstarter <clears throat> for the book. You had uh, like a digital copy. And where are you at now? Wow. Let's see. The Kickstarter thing was fall of October 18, and wow. it was successful. And it uh, got us uh, the funds that we needed to really just mo- you know continue moving forward with the illustration of uh, Mimi and Moto Ride the Alphabet. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, it, everything worked out great. Uh, we got the book, uh, I think, in July of last year. Started, obviously, got it out to the, all the Kickstarter supporters, and uh, and then sort of rolled along from there. And, and obviously, 
saw you at the AIM Expo, and that, that kind of worked out pretty well for us. Yeah, you you won an award there, I think? Yes, so we participated in the gas tank program yeah. mm-hmm. of the MIC, the Motorcycle Industry Council. Yes. And it was a long process where we were paired up with a mentor initially in the beginning of the year. We had a chance to write a business plan with our mentor, and his his name is Frank Esposito. And we love Frank. Nice. So, Go ahead. He was a good uh, match to... Uh, be paired with us and we came up with a really good business plan and then we made the cut for the uh, MIC uh, competition so the competition was happening at the actual motorcycle um, you know AIM Expo Mm -hmm. uh, a day before on Thursday before the doors it actually opened and uh, we had you know a couple of uh, people deciding so the what's the jury judges the judges I was saying the wrong thing so judges so we had a eight-minute time to present our company to those judges, mm. and uh, yeah, and it was just awesome. Uh, I think we nailed it, and uh, yeah, if you came by our booth, you saw our cutouts from Mimi and Moto, um, how they are on the motorcycles. I'm not sure if you, if you saw those visuals, but if you look on our Facebook page, you can see those cutouts actually uh, as well. So uh, check out the Facebook page. And ever since then, we got a really a good traction and great success. So people are really interested in the brand, and we got the first prize. So our eight-minute pitch really worked well, and uh, the price was really good for us. And I think you also got a little award from the uh, Wur Wur slash uh, WRN. I know we sent our women out there at AIM Expo to go out and talk to a lot of the vendors, find products that they really liked, and I know you got acknowledged for having a great product as well. Uh, we did, which is a, a really cool surprise. Cause all of a, to be honest with you, I think I remember that moment where it seemed like a, I thought a lot of the ladies from the women's ride were just coming to get some stuff before they were heading off and then all of a sudden uh, they came up with the little award thing so we, yeah we got number one best off the bike product yeah. at the AIM Expo as well from uh, from women riders now so that was really awesome Congrats. as well. Yeah that's awesome. So for people who don't remember um, let's just recap so Mimi and Moto it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a children's book do you have more than one book yet? We have two out. The Adventures okay. of Mimi and Moto is the first book we released at right. the end of 2016, and Mimi and Moto Ride the Alphabet is our second book, which we released in July of last year. Right, and it's the uh, the, the story of a, um, a, a monkey and a, and a motorcycle. And you know, both, yeah, both books kind of have their, you know, pretty kind of different themes. The Adventures mm-hmm. book, the first one, is for ages one and up and early readers. It's there a good you know. picture book for toddlers, for kids that are just kind of getting familiar with words. You know, the the font is big. Um, mm-hmm. Mimi and Moto Ride the Alphabet is definitely geared for kids that are probably a little bit older that are learning the alphabet, learning how to read. Uh, from a brand standpoint, it didn't make any sense for us to put out another book for the same exact age range and we certainly yeah. foresee as we move forward with uh with more books and merchandise and all the animation and everything that we want to do the wider yeah. scope of kids that we can get interested in motorcycling through me and motor the right. better for us so um, and that's why we just made the second book a skew a little bit older what's the age bracket for this book again uh mimi and motor ride the alphabet is for any 
children learning how to read. So okay. if you're learning the alphabet, so I would say, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, up in that range. Uh, the, the adventures book, um, like I said, for good for toddlers uh, and little kids who just really need to look at something. But again, there's enough text in there for kids that are just starting to get into the mm-hmm. alphabet and reading can kind of look at that as well. Excellent. And, and Mark, if I can jump in, this is Miss Emma. And I can speak with some authority here because I was one of your early backers and I'm actually named in the back of the book. And the book was presented to my granddaughter. And the thing I enjoyed the most about it is I sat her on my knee and we went through each picture. And on every single picture, you listed all the things beginning with that letter. But there's always something extra for her to point out. Mm. Like on the B... There's a bunch of things with the letter B, but there's a butterfly for her to find. Mm. It's great. I absolutely love the book. And it's on every page. There's something extra beginning with that letter for the child to find. Easter eggs. Hey, all, with your accent there, all the, all the credit for that really goes to uh, Nancy. She's got a great collection of German books for our daughter, and oh. and a couple of them, Nancy sort of talk about a couple of with the what books are those that have a lot of those little things that are kind of hidden in there. It's it's those little extras that really make the difference because you can say, well, what else do you see in this picture? And um, no, they're they're wonderful books, and I got a T-shirt as well, which is absolutely adorable. Um, she has well, to grow into the T-shirt, too. <laughs> How old is she? Um, she's two and a half right now. But, oh, perfect. So, yeah, she's perfect, but the T-shirt's definitely for, like, a three or four-year-old, but she's looking forward to, you know... Growing into growing it. Growing into it. <laughs> nice. Well, thank, hey, thank, thank you for being a Kickstarter supporter. We really appreciate it. Oh, it, it, it was the easiest thing in the world to do. It's, it's, it's such a great product. It really is. I mean, you deserve every all the accolades you've gotten for this book. You deserve every one. And let's get to real quick, if, in case people haven't heard of this, where can somebody buy the books? Uh, so you can get it at our website. It's uh, mimiandmodo.com. There you go. And as well as on Amazon, you can find the books on Etsy and on eBay. Perfect. And I have to ask, what's next? We have started uh, conceptualizing our third book um, without giving away too much. It'll be related to numbers. I think we we enjoy one of the things that we're really excited about with the alphabet book, a little bit more so than the adventures book, is the opportunities to try to get into school systems, get in with teachers, get in with educators. You know, one of the things that we're trying mm-hmm. to do with the brand is uh, is kind of build in that edu- educational component to the book, so it kind of makes sense. I've got a tit- I've got a title for you, Mark. <laughs> Mimi and Moto wrestle with trigonometry. <laughs> <laughs> so is the, uh, it's, is it's a- good, but it's not as good as our working title. But that's top secret. Right? <laughs> <laughs> is the goal to grow with the children and keep making books for older and older children? Um, so our company right now, we are trying to, you know, to just increase our uh, catalog. And we are really, I think Mimi and Moto, they do grow a little bit. Mm. But I think we're going to not, you know, not make any 
you know, limits right now. We we want to be as flexible as we can. So, you know, mostly for children who are just enjoying their life right now and who are maybe, uh, you know, on the verge of getting excited about going on a bicycle or learning how to, yeah. you know, ride the first little tiny motorcycle. Mm-hmm. So we, wanna, we really want to be, you know, family oriented and uh, stay with that topic. Uh, reading, you know, encourage children and parents and grandparents spend good quality time together actually reading a book or looking at pictures or you know enjoying uh, our new coloring sheets which are going to be posted on our website very soon so um just activities um which enrich families as well as you know people who like motorcycles who are really in, into motorcycles the, the, these books are basically crack for grandmas and grandpas <laughs> like you can't get enough of it to read to your grandchildren right it's like the perfect wheelhouse ah let me get you want to plant the seed especially if you have like your if your son or daughter doesn't ride but you want your grandkid to ride (laughs) right plant that seed when you mention that it's interesting because you know we certainly keep our radar up for articles and press talking about new riders uh obviously lies in anybody else there in the room who was at aim you know the new rider issue in the industry is you know sort of the big mm-hmm. elephant in the room and and paying attention to it, and obviously we're biased because this is the world that we live in but after kind of plugging around on this stuff for the last three four years almost without fail everybody's motorcycle story uh, let me say it's not everybody I would. It seems like the vast majority of people who are motorcyclists, you know, the the beginning of it always tends to start when they were kids. Either they grew mm-hmm. up in a motorcycle family, or mm-hmm. they had friends who rode motorcycles. You know, and Mike, both Nancy and I, we were not. Uh, we we got exposed and were interested in motorcycles a little bit as kids, but we didn't ride as kids. Mm. So you know, if you if you accept that premise that the majority of people's inspiration for riding either you know, directly or indirectly comes from their childhood, it may, it's a no-brainer. The more you fertilize those little minds and the more you just toss that idea of being a motorcyclist. You know, we put up a post the other day of a little kid in a bedroom kind of reaching up for a like a Jerry M- Jeremy McGrath poster. Mm-hmm. And we really believe it. Listen, there's a motorcycle rider in every little kid. Yeah, I pro- there is. There's no way it. You can. You know it when you pull up to a car at a light and you see all those kids in that car looking at you on your bike. Mm-hmm. They get it on a real intuitive level. And I think what we're trying to do is just kind of like a fairy dust. Just the more you can sprinkle it out there, one book at a time. You know, we really look at our. We don't have customers. We have fans, and those fans uh, will grow, and they'll have more kids, and then one day they'll grow up. Um, you know, going back to what you said originally, Liza, we definitely kind of watch what our daughter is interested in. It'll be six in February, and we're sort of keying some of our ideas and inspiration that the whole brand was inspired by her. But some of the specifics now that she's a little bit older and can communicate with us, we're definitely kind of watching what she's sort of suggesting and going or paying attention to and going, ah, that could be a good Mimi and Moto idea. So I think a lot of where we go with this is, is a little bit of a kind of following our daughter ultimately the books are designed to get her interested in motorcycling <laughs> and so good yeah so do you have plans to expand into other forms of media uh, i think you might have mentioned it earlier uh, what do you think about that 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, books, merchandise, and animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the books are the foundation of the brand. Uh, everything sort of starts there. Sure. But uh, we certainly, anybody that we talk to, I, I, we understand that we're authors and we've self-published these two books, but we really see, you know, the goal is to build a multi-million dollar global brand. How we get there, you know, we're figuring that out. But, sure. you know, motorcycling is bigger outside the United States than it is here even. Um we're just trying to be really smart about the decisions that we're making. And if it's something that we can get involved with that will help get kids interested in the motorcycle lifestyle, then it's something that we would consider. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm thinking maybe to like applications or, or, or like, you know, iPad products or something like that, too, might be interesting way to, to go. Uh, you know, if, it's, if it makes sense, sure. I mean, sure. certainly animating, animating Mimi and Moto and bringing them to life. Uh, is a certain a big goal. How we get there, don't know exactly right now. We're just trying to stay focused one day at a time and keep building our fan base. For sure, for sure. Nice. Well, I'm so glad that this thing, you know, is, it it actually is out there, and that uh, I know a lot of people that I know bought it for their kids and grandkids to share. <clears throat> um, and I love what you guys are doing, helping to make new riders. But not just that; it's also educational. Right. Yeah. And it's just a great looking book. It's it's bright, it's colorful, it's fun. It's a nice thing. It's glossy. It's it's a really nice thing for a child to have. There you go. So Thank when you. when should we expect to see the next uh, book coming out? Um I think um ooh, I would say maybe beginning of next year. Okay, nice. you're not gonna have any time for Christmas. Mm, you know, you know, it depends on you know how, yeah, how much time you want to spend on the design, and you know, it it takes a while. So the second book, I have to say, um, we spend much more time, and there's more intricate details on it. Um, the third book might be less text, but there will be definitely uh, new ideas in there, and uh, it's it just. Yes, I would say conservatively saying I would say maybe beginning of next year. One of the things, Liza, just like why that's sort of happening a little bit when we got in the first printing of the alphabet book, um, we knew we had enough of sort of a customer base that we didn't set the first printing. Like, for example, the copy that uh, that you saw at AIM is mm-hmm. different than the review copy. We started only sending out review copies in December. We kind of knew what was going on. We, we already are currently selling this book second printing. So we really look at 2020 still as, from a promotional and marketing standpoint, the year of really pushing alphabet. Um, again, really trying to get into school systems, trying to trying to get more stuff out through where we're currently selling books, trying to find new places to sell books. Uh, one of the great things about the gas tank win is just it's given us some momentum and allowed us to kind of knock on some doors and we've gotten some doors uh, that have opened up a little bit and we're having some cool conversations. So we, we really still look at 2020 as the year to, to run out there and really push the alphabet book and see how much traction we can get with that. Um, so everything just kind of depends on, on how quickly things move or not. Well, perfect. So just a reminder to everyone, MimiAndMoto.com, that's where you go. This is the perfect gift for the kids out there. So I, I recommend you go go there and check it out. Emma recommends it. And just make sure when you're working on that third one, you're putting plenty of hidden butterflies for Emma's grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> 
We will. Nice. Well, thank you very much for calling in and uh, filling us in on what's going on. And and please Thanks. please let us know when me. yeah please let us know when you have any new announcements. Absolutely, thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. Thanks really All right, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Nancy. Good luck. Bye. All right, bye. 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 So I love it, Emma, that you got one of those, and yeah. that that you you love it too. I feel Sign, I, signed in the back. I feel like it's a autobiographical story of a monkey <laughs> riding around a motorcycle learning the alphabet. Exactly for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can relate. I can nice. relate. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh, it is such a great looking book. Mm-hmm. You know, kids' books, they're kind of fun things to own anyway, because they're bright and colorful. But this is something quite different. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. characters are really cute. I mean, they it's are. a super cute book. Yeah, that's part of the Kickstarter too, just because it was such a great <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. Amy and Moto learn how to do uh, the wall of death. <laughs> yes. We're tip dropping in mid Ohio. I know. I know. <laughs> well, the other thing too, when you start kids young and they're gonna it's they're gonna stick with it and hopefully we'll create more people with the same wealth of knowledge as Emma has. Yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. And more. In fact, she has such a wealth of knowledge. I created a game for you guys. Uh, yeah, let, me go, let me go this real quick. I'll make a comment about the Mimi and Moto. I yeah. think it's like they're probably doing more for the future of motorcycling in those books than the actual motorcycle industry is doing itself right now. Right. I think I, I think like, it's all the things. Yeah. Uh, because like I mean there's certainly stu- more than Stuart, one part. What was right? it? Like, was that one Stuart the mouse who rode that motorcycle? Right. Mm. No, yeah. Was that with the ping pong ball helmet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, I mean did that was make Was it Runaway Ralph? Uh, no, no Stuart. Little, Stuart Little. Stuart Little. Stuart Little. I mean, I think it's all the things. Sure. Um, but it's uh, it's also a great thing that somebody can share with their child or grandchild. So I think that's cool. So back to the game, you guys. You know, I love to create these games, right? Yeah, this is. It's been a while. This is going to be a good it's one. Been a while. This is a surprise. Okay, game. we're get, so this is a new game. We'll see how this is going to go. Let's go. Where's Every, that? Poop? Everyone in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that poop? Where's the salami? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere, damn it. Everyone in the room can play. Tapping it out. And it's this is Misfits versus Emma. <laughs> so the, there's two teams here. It's Emma. You're gonna get booting everyone else. You're gonna get it. Oh no! And Trump. you guys are all playing as a team, okay? So Trump. here's uh, this is called name that bike. CX five hundred. That's the only chance I got is just a randomly named bike. Good try. It's an MB five. So here's how this is going to work: is exactly. name that bike. You need to name the make and model of this bike. Mm. I am going to start reading off some facts, some specs mm. about the bike. Is it like 36 uh, holes, 36 and I'm And <laughs> if you think you know the answer, raise your hand. Mm. Stretch Hayabusa. And, and, and say, ding, <laughs> ding, ding. All right? Stretch wait, ding, wait, wait, no, we should be able to group think on our right. end. Yeah, oh, for sure. Are there any scooter Before questions? Emma gets it right. Because we, we can like, you know, we'll just shout it out. Is there a time limit like on that comedy? Tell you what, you guys shout it out. <laughs> Emma will ding in. How about that? Okay. If she, if, she, if she dings in, you guys can't shout, and she gets a chance to All answer. Right. Don't okay. Fuck this yeah. up, guys. We got to okay. be here. All right. So make and model. Uh huh. Okay, this bike um, produced from 1987 mm-hmm. to 2018. Kilar. Ah, it's an XR650L. You got it, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's quick. Uh, right. Perfect. Well right. done. Pulling out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something along with that kind of bike, you know. 
What what else nice. has been made for that long? Hmm. All yeah. right. So one one for the team. Oh boo. One for the team. <laughs> okay. Right. But you're seeing how this is going. I'm going I'm going fast. All right. This bike was made 2002 to now. 2002 to now. Hi, Busa. No. <laughs> okay. Stretch. But here's the clue. 2002 to 2004, it was 790 cc's. Mm. Next clue. 2005 to 2016, 865 ding, cc's. Ding, 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 ding. Shit. Yes, Emma. Triumph Bonneville. That is correct. Uh. <laughs> the T100. A Triumph right. Vilebona. All right. <laughs> Point for Emma. All right. So we got one to one. College. Tied up. Can you keep score for All right. Me, I will keep score. All right. This bike. So, ready? This bike is made. Don't cheat. Don't look. Yeah, you always say don't look. This bike is 2004 yes. to 2019. Okay. Chipster. No. 2004 to 2019. 5.2 gallon tank. Oh, uh, VFR? Nope. Shit. Africa Twin? Nope. Uh, rear tire, 150-70-17. Front tire, 170-60-17. Spoked or alloy wheels. Oh, what, what, what's a, what's up front tire? Uh, front tire 170 like a beamer adventure the, bike a front tire with a 170 there isn't a bike in the world with a 170 60 Wrong? 17 front tire uh, oh you know what sorry no sorry my bad uh yeah that that came with either a 150 or a 170 17 and then the front is a 19 oh uh a super 10 no Mm-hmm. So, so 19 on the front, 17 I've heard people on the shout stuff out, but you have to say ding, ding, make ding, and ding, model. Ding. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. So it is not a Yamaha Super Tenere. Not a Yamaha Super Tenere. Is it a BMW GSA? A? Jigsaw? It could BMW be. GS. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. A BMW R1200 GS. That is correct. Oh. Jim, you were like circling it, but you just didn't say and the know, number. Uh, it's it's really funny the way dirt bike people have got into this 1719 thing. So anyway, tra-la-la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Top speed, 130.8 miles per hour. Oh, you've got mm. balls of steel if you're okay. right. Oh, that's so very generous <laughs> of that. It's a BMW. It is very smooth at that speed. Especially if you have <laughs> That's good, right. yeah. This next bike. Uh, top speed 108 miles per hour. Mm. Transmission five speed. Mm. Yes. Um, suspension front 35 millimeter telescopic forks. <sighs> Rear twin shocks with adjustable preload. Good twin shock. Lord. Adjustable preload. Brakes front single disc. Rear drum. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, that's what, narrowed it down year, to about a million. Yeah. Bikes. What year was it made? Uh, that'll give it away, so I can't say. Oh, that. okay. Featured clip-on handlebars, hmm. and the instruments featured black background with white lettering. Wow. The uh, it's called clip-ons. The Japanese and non-U.S. export models had the tank and side panels. 
painted in dark maroon. Ding, 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 oh, ding, of ding. Knows. Of course she knows. It's, it is the Honda Go Blimey 500 TT. That is correct. It's <laughs> <laughs> the colors that gave it away. No. And the U.S. model oh. featured black green paint with gold pinstriping and lettering. Mm. Oh, okay. So what's, what are the years on that bike? 89 to yeah, 91. It was very short-lived. And okay. I'll tell you what, it was very expensive for what it was. Yeah. It's one of those yeah. weird uh, 498cc RFVC four valve SOHC. Yeah, I mean, basic. It's the same engine it, as a, uh, X, it's a dirt XL. bike. Yeah, it's a dirt it's bike. A dirt bike yeah. yeah. Okay, you guys ready? You're getting you're getting how this game works now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Emma's gonna beat us all night long. We're <laughs> 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 getting beat. All right. This bike, uh, 997 cc. 997. Four stroke. Yes. Air cooled. Yes. Mm. Uh, four speed manual gearbox to chain final drive. Four speed, huh? Jesus. Mm. Uh, frame type tubular single loop. Ding, XR ding, ding, ding. Uh, wait a minute. Tubular loop frame. Tubular single loop. 1000 cc. Ding 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 ding. Yes, Emma. Aerial square four. That is correct. Oh. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> You're going to keep fucking losing, man. Oh That's right. People at home are playing. Uh, yeah. 1931 and 1959. In 1966, Phil Vincent wrote in Motorcycle uh, magazine Alas, in 1959, the square four went out of production. Yeah. A victim of the modern trend towards small, high revving modern power units. Mm. The demand had tailed off a bit, and with reduced output, the price would have had to have been hoisted excessively high. At the time, it was approaching 350 pounds, out of yep. reach of all but a few of the potential buyers. And you know, mm-hmm. and price an add to market. that, a thousand cc bikes bike that has only got 39 horsepower is a hard sell yeah well you had one yeah. uh, you had one in the back of the montana cruiser not long ago i you? certainly did what year was that one that was a uh, fine 50, 58 that was a 58 okay this one sport bike is the class okay um we're gonna go with uh engine transverse Four cylinder, yes. Air cooled, yes. DOHC, yes. Two valves per cylinder, yes. Two valves per cylinder. Electronic ignition, yes. Five speed transmission, yes. Steel frame, yes. Front telescoping fork, yes. Rear aluminum swing arm dual shock. Oh, um, a Suzuki GS eleven hundred. You didn't ding. Ding 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 ding. That's incorrect. Is it a is it a CB one? Oh fuck, never mind. All right, I don't um, know what the fuck I'm talking about, man. Front dual disc, rear single disc, and uh, changes. Uh, let's see, uh, let's see, there were changes. This uh, came. Uh, I think uh, during the production, changes started at the front with tapered bearings in the steering head. Um, oh god, it's right around that time. Uh, and the upper triple clamp was changed also. Uh, oh, this was from its predecessor. These are the changes. Uh, giving the solid aluminum clip-on handle grips instead of the traditional handlebar. Mm. Um, and a bikini fairing was added. In 1983, this bike was $5,600 US. And, 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 is it a Kawasaki? It, God, no, it's right in that bloody time. Is it a Ninja? 
It is a 1982 to 1985. Oh, jeez. This is some weird But it's got bike. twin shocks. Now, hang yeah, on. Wait a minute. Because... And it's a 1000? Every, everybody went to ProLink by then. Hold on, hold on. It's the GPZ. No, uh, no, GP- no, 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 no. No. Rear aluminum swing arm. Yeah, dual shock. Dual shock? Yes. 82 to 85. God, it's right in that one. time. But it had a bikini Here's fairing. Here's a clue. Um, use the Unitrack suspension. No, oh. that's not dual shock. That's single and, shock. That's uh, a, sorry. Th- that's a Kawasaki GPZ. Uh, you just pick the size. Yes, that is correct. That's what to say. It's ding, ding, ding. No, yeah. You no, didn't say me. that? I said GPZ. Yeah, yeah oh, I got it ahead of me. Well, yeah, oh, sorry. Did. I did not hear GPZ. Yeah, you, I heard uh, Kawasaki... I yeah. didn't hear GPZ. No, what? If, do, do, Unitrack's one shock up the middle. Yeah, I'm sorry. It does say suspension, dual shock. Oh, it's G- a typo. But no, get, that one's Henry's. All right, what's the All score, right. Ben? He said GPZ. Right. The score is get it right, uh, Emma 4, Misfits 2. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys ready right. for this one? Sounds about right. This bike has been produced continuously since 1957. Oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yes, Emma? A Royal Enfield bullet. No. Oh, mm. since 57? That That's minus one. Uses an overhead valve engine. Mm. Um, in 1991, the five-speed transmission replaced the four-speed. In Ew. 2000, introduced sealed wheel bearings and updated to four <laughs> piston brake calipers. In 2007, fuel injection replaces carburation on all models. Oh, ding, we got ding, one. Ding. Is it a DRZ? Is it a Sportster 48? It is a Sportster, Harley Sportster. The oh, man, the there man. you go. Oh, fantastic. I was going to say, 1988, the 1200cc engine replaces 1100cc engine. Oh, there you engine. go. There it is. Well done. Nice. Good job. Point to right. the yeah, that was, uh, that was a weird one. I thought we were doing it. There you go. All right. You ready for the next one? <gasps> Are we going to have one for the audience? <sighs> They're, <laughs> playing the They're playing along. They're playing along. Okay. Five speed. Yes. Um, uh, suspension, telescopic (coughs) fork, yes, rear swing arm, yes, uh, brakes. Uh, oh, this is dual shock. Um, front dual disc, rear disc, single disc. Um, it used a 19 inch front wheel and an 18 inch rear wheel, right? Mm -hmm. The uh, fuel capacity 4.5 US gallons. That the, sounds Suzuki-ish. The first four model years, yes, the bike displaced 750 cc's. Yes, mm. Africa Twin. This okay. was increased to 826 cc's for the final two model years. <laughs> this bike received oh, ding, not ding, 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 ding. Transalp is yes. it? Yes, Honda Interceptor. No. It's not the VFR. This bike received rave reviews in Cycle World, who called it a bargain BMW and rated it one of the top ten bikes in the world in 1976. Oh. Dominator? No. Hmm. 76 This was produced from 1976 to 1981. Is it an NX? Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Suzuki GS. Uh, No. And since... I'm going to read one more clue, and the Misfits get a chance okay, to answer. Yeah. Four-stroke, three-cylinder, air-cooled DOHC. Oh, oh. Fuck. 
it's your Yamaha that you have, isn't yes. it? Yes, it's an XS. The XS seven fifty. Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah. The yeah. XS seven fifty that then became the eight fifty yeah. or the eight twenty six. All right, boom. All right, to the misfits. even tied it up four oh. to four. What? What? Sup, chicken butt? We have one left. Tiebreaker. Oh, this is good. Ooh. This is good. Coming down to the wire. Okay. It's a KTM. <laughs> this bike is produced nineteen eighty nine mm. to present. Mm. Um. Okay. <clears throat> This is going to be earned a reputation as a hooligan bike. Mm. Busa. DRZ 400. Nope. Um, okay. Here's where. Now, this is not just the US version, this is world versions. Mm. Stick with me here. 2000. And remember, you're going make and model. Yeah. 2018 to present, there's a 147cc liquor cold. 1989 to 2000, there's a 248 cc. 89 to 97, a 398 cc. 95 to 2004, a 599 cc. Hmm. Uh, 2005 to 2006 was a 656 cc. 96 to 99, a 748 cc. Hmm. 96 to 2007, an 1157 cc. Bandit. That is correct. Uh, what, what, what was it? Bandit. And then the bandit? 2007 to 2016 is the 1255 cc. Bandit. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you said 150cc. Yes, they have Bandit 150. Oh, the little oh, 150. Like, yes, wide. that's what I said. How cool. Uh, throughout wow. the world, they have so many different CC versions. Yes. Bandido. Emma. I should have known a bandit. Emma, I put this one in there for yeah. you. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm off form this week. No. I thought it might throw you all off because of all the different CCs. And we're yes. not. I mean, we only had the. 400, the 650, and the 1200, and the 1250 Yeah, and I must admit, the 150 was the one that got me, because most of them I know, I've seen the 250, we've actually got a 400 for sale at... Mm -hmm. Seaside Superbikes for <laughs> all your superbike needs. Yes, what year is that? Four hundred. Seaside Superbikes. I think it's like a ninety-one or something. Yeah, they made them eighty-nine to ninety-seven. Oh shit. Yeah, but we've got mm -hmm. we've got a four hundred right now. But the one fifty threw me. I have never seen a one fifty bandit. Yeah, probably, probably a single cylinder. The probably one, weren't, probably yeah. weren't sold here either. Yeah. yeah. Well, two two thousand and eighteen to present. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and then the final clue is going to be S versions have a half fairing. Yeah, there you go. That and starting from model year 2000, they also have dual headlights. And versions are unfaired naked bikes with a single headlight. Right. Mm. Lovely bikes. But so, yeah, it was that 150 version. I'd love to know what one looks like. I'm going to look one up right now. There yes. Yeah. So what do you think of that? Name that bike. That was good. That, that was, was cool. good. And I got I like spanked by the Misfits. <laughs> no, that was that was not a spanking. That was, that was close. <laughs> so we uh, Isaiah like that. pulled it out. Good job. Yeah. What how did what was the clue? How did you get that? Uh the Sportster one. Like, no. I've just been in love with Sportsters and Dinos forever. But the bandit, how did you get that? I almost said katana. Oh <laughs> but I was like, wait, they didn't make that many variations. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, they definitely they definitely did not make a katana one fifty. <laughs> um, time for another announcement. That'd be kind of fun. Oh yeah. Beep, beep, so beep, beep, beep. I mentioned the Santa Cruz Moto Film Festival is happening May second, mm -hmm. and we are 
looking for submissions still. We've had some people send uh, some in. Um, we actually have a website you can go to for the link, revsisters.com. Mm-hmm. And that'll take you to the uh, the link to the film festival where you can submit or buy tickets. We um, posted the event and within minutes sold a ticket online to somebody I don't know. Wow. Mm. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure how that happened. Because that's like the opposite of your friends and family showing up to your uh, <laughs> band practice or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Jim, I wanted to talk to you for a bit because you've had this um, you've had this new love affair with the dirt. Like you can't get enough of it. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's called three day weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I've always liked riding dirt. Um, you know, it's just uh I don't know. I, I I've always enjoyed it. I'm getting a little better at it. I've got machines are a little more sorted out let me ask yeah. you this um a week ago friday where did you go riding uh los padres national forest up above big a, Sur. a week ago saturday where did you go riding same place i think uh last friday where did you go riding no last mm. uh, yesterday saturday where did you go riding yeah, los padres national forest <laughs> <laughs> and then uh you were like i still got the bike load i think i'll go riding this morning where'd you go this morning uh this morning we went out to hollister Dang. Rode dirt out there this morning yeah i was like last night i got home from big sur and i'm like you know you, know, you never really feel like unloading the bike at the end of a long day nope and i was like dude i just leave it in there and go ride tomorrow so i did perfect um so a couple things um you're just you just are loving it right now mm-hmm. what is changed because i know you did a lot of setup on the bike but also the weather has changed so the terrain has changed what is it that you're loving right now you know you know what i, I think it is is i've always enjoyed the outdoors ever since i was a little kid and uh, spent a lot of time outside and i get a lot of you know uh, i really enjoy it it's very serene and a lot very really tranquil for me so i like getting outdoors and but you know backpacking is just too much damn work so um before yeah. you get to your answer though you did share some good advice when you're out like camping and doing stuff um what is the best procedure for pooping in the woods <laughs> I don't know. We were talking last night at dinner about getting one of those old people seats you fold up and strap to. The- <laughs> you know, you said you have a procedure. The poop in the wood. Wait, where you lean the bike over and sit on the back tire and poop through the spokes? No, you said you just get naked. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you kind of got to. Really? That's what we're talking about? It just fits. Naked gym. Oh, yeah. Well, I just thought that was We funny. do a lot of that. Yeah. It's cold out. Get, you got to get naked and poop. Well, you kind of have to. I don't understand, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. Let's go camping. Yeah. So, so what is it? Terrain? Is it the bike? What is it that's really driving you right now? I think it's a number of things. One is I've got a lot of trips planned this summer, so I'm really trying to up my game. You mm-hmm. know, get my skill set better, uh, and also get physically, you know, more conditioned. So I've been, so I've been eating better, been going to the gym, that kind of a thing, um, and I feel great. You know, I I had a sober couple of weeks in the beginning of January, and that was almost life changing. It was great. Um, you know, back off the wagon now, thankfully. You know? <laughs> No, nobody likes a quitter, but um, uh, yeah. So no, I have some big chips planned. So I want to be in shape for it, and I want to get to be a better rider. You know, and like like anything, the better you are at something, the more fun it is. The other things that have happened is I finally kind of discovered some of these gateways to <coughs> riding up in the mountains in California, whether it's the Sierras mm-hmm. or uh, or more locally, you know, Big Sur. And in our area, like we've talked, most of the land around here is private. So everything's gated. You know, it's there's a lot of great things out here, but that's not one of them. Where I think in the rest of the country, you can just kind of ride out your back door and go. So, you know, we'd heard about these places, but now that I've been able to access 
some of these areas and kind of find this not secret ways but they're not you know they're not easily found out but not the quality of the writing is just something i really enjoy um it's not technically challenging it's um but you can go fast which is kind of a nice trade-off so it's not a lot of tight single track you know twisty stuff it's more decent fire roads that you can haul ass on but slide the bike around a little bit exactly work on turning with a back tire and that whole thing but the the sheer natural beauty of big sur and the santa lucia mountains is just stunning yesterday when i started going down so i woke up early you know pre-dawn whatever uh, got on the road right as the sun was coming up and stopped in carmel valley for breakfast and then i'm thinking you know it's kind of a drive down there you know i'm going almost down to cambria and i'm like god you know it's just kind of a waste of time and then i unloaded the bike you know i found a spot just off just off highway one like about a mile from where you get onto the dirt parked got the bike out and then i looked at the mountains i was like nope nope best two hours i could have spent all day was getting down here and then you jump into the mountains and you climb probably about two thousand vertical feet hmm. in not very long and maybe four miles something like that because it's, it's, oh, it's super switchbacky stuff like that and the views just That's keep getting right. better and the other thing i really enjoy about it is you <clears throat> don't see many people at all you know almost none uh-huh. uh, yesterday i saw two jeeps that were back there kind of four wheeling and and that was it um as far as people yeah, yeah that's all well, nice man. and yesterday you were riding and you saw some footprints yeah well it was interesting i'm going you need to pull your camera out and show the people in the room oh, okay um, <laughs> uh so too, i started riding too big for a chupacabra and it was no, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking it was chupacabra yeah, you guys take a look <laughs> yeah. at this Wait, dinosaur footprints that was, I, th- I think it looks more like a barefoot hiker uh <laughs> let me see hang on uh, so anyway i started going Sasquatch? up higher and higher and Let's see. There we go. I, and so there's snow. We have had some cold weather and some precipitation. So as I get higher, you see a little bit of snow on the ground. I'm like, ooh, how exciting snow, you know? <laughs> and um, so that was kind of cool. And it was desolate. I started going south. I went north <laughs> last time. I started heading south this time. So it got more and more desolate, and which which I like. Um, and I got higher and higher, more snow, more snow. Um, and I, I saw some tire tracks through through the snow. I'm like, okay, so I'm not the only person up here. Um, then at one point I saw kind of some old hiker footprints because there are some campsites up there, remote campsites. I'm like, okay, there's a hiker up here. Then after a while, the car track stopped and it was just snow, which was actually pretty cool. I've never ridden in snow before, but it was on Big Sur, which is such a trip. But yeah. um, And I get higher and higher and then I see, oh, there's the, some more of the hiker tracks because it would be kind of some snow and then some bare dirt then some more snow. And then I started getting some steep switchbacks uh, up the mountain and... And I'm like, oh, there's a hiker again. I'm like, oh, that's not a hiker. That's like a, that's an animal. So I'm all stoked. I'm thinking it's a mountain lion, right? Because I think mountain lions are really cool. And they're not going to eat you, you know, especially on a motorcycle, right? You're going to freak them out. And I get close and I'm like, motherfucker, that's not a mountain lion. That's chupacabra. <laughs> so you guys have all seen the picture. Anyone want to take a guess what those footprints are from? Fucking bear, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a bear. bear. I do. <laughs> Big-ass yeah. bear. I did not even yeah. know there were bears up there. Yeah, that's a bear yeah. bigger than you and your bike. Dude, did not know. So there I am getting my, you know, uh, Tracker John MD on or whatever. <laughs> I find this bear. And then I realized those weren't those weren't hiker prints behind me. Those were like the bear like a while back. Mm-hmm. And they were melted. Now I'm looking at these prints and I'm like, they're like fresh. pretty crisp, right? Yeah. yeah. So I went a little bit further. And this is on my Instagram page. But, um, that's funny, man. So I go a little further. And then it gets into this like... I start gaining gaining altitude going up this hill, but it's all switchbacky. 
and I go and it and it's it's snowy mud, right? Not the best. So I realize I come around this next turn. I'm like, I'm about to catch this fucking bear. Then what am I gonna do, right? Because now I can turn around quickly. So at that point, I'm like, ah, I think the Darwin thing kicked in. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want them finding me a day later with my liver eaten out. You know. <laughs> My little in reach Garmin beacon inside a bear, you know, Have a bear around. just ride down the mud on your yeah. bike. But at the same time, it was super exhilarating. And I so badly wanted to go up around the next turn and the next turn. Yeah. But then, it, but then I'm like, you know, what's this bear doing out in wintertime? And like I said, I was like literally 16 miles probably right. from, so, from so, anybody. So uh, are we packing bear mace on the next way? I know, there? man. I mean, no, like, no, I guess it was probably, it was really cool. You know, it's probably like like being in the ocean here. Yeah. You know, someone sh- sees a shark and they freak out, but it's like right. they're there every day with But I can't, I can't understand why a bear isn't hibernating. That's what I was wondering. Then I'm thinking about that bear man movie. Who's like, oh, look at that bear. It's playing. Man, it's like, no, pig. it's not. It forgot to eat and it's trying to eat and he's going to eat you in about an hour well, and a half. Yeah, yeah, you that's can, a bear yeah. That's you can guarantee if you see a bear in the middle of winter, that is one hungry ass bear. Right. You think he shits in the woods, Emma? Yeah. <laughs> you think he gets naked? He gets naked when he poops? Probably. <laughs> but, it, but it, like I said, at the same time, it was really exhilarating. And um, and I just really like getting out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I feel better now that I do have that little Garmin inReach thing. Mm. And I've been playing with that more. It works super well. You like, have a bear I, alert button on there. I, I need <laughs> to next time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're in, yeah, it doesn't help me with the bear thing. But I did, I did send... Uh, Liza text from the toilet before I left. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Just to give her the heads up. Um, but it's been real fun right? Like I said, it's fast. Wait, I'm going to stop you there, Jim. You're sending Liza texts from the toilet. Just to make sure it was working, yeah. Well, the toilet? She appreciated both. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's just been fun. I mean, I mean, I've always liked riding dirt. I'm just getting a little better at it now, so it's a lot more fun, so I don't get tired as easily, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, the suspension setup better. Um so you know thanks to the santa clara cycle accessories for that because i can you know like now i see hillsides and it's all rutted and fucked up you know like today was a mess riding um but basically just pin it and keep your eyes up and the bike will tackle it and uh yeah so it was a lot of fun so have you noticed a lot of difference from the suspension setup yeah big time um you know the biggest one is i just i don't get i don't get nearly as tired uh you know with the soft suspension i was just really oh i was working so much more with the soft suspension um and then jumping's fun too you know not that i really jump high but it's fun to catch a little bit of air and before i would crush it um now it just dips and and goes right along but today for example i was riding out at hollister which is our kind of local our local area we ride in and i was telling liza earlier like how there was a writing and i'm like i don't know if i'd say it was good i mean it was good for me because it was really physical but the whole place was either big giant whoops or it was big deep ruts that was pretty much what all the writing was like so we'd had a lot of rain right and everything was closed and if it and then at one point this one trail just turned into a giant rut with whoops And it was nonstop, and I mean, it was. I mean, these ruts are, I'm saying, like two and three feet deep, and if and like to the left, you fall off a cliff, and to the right, it's it's a wall of dirt, so you have no choice. And actually, I was talking with Emma earlier. My clutch plates, I think, heated up and swelled a little bit because my clutch wasn't fully engaging at one point, which I'm like stoked. I'm in these fucking <laughs> well, it, wallowy ruts it, in the middle. It of It wasn't fully disengaging, Dis- was it? Yeah. Yes. My you, Jeep does that. Ah, is that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you had a bad case of swollen plates, darling. <laughs> Again, I get some cream. It's the way you walk. Mm-hmm. But I was glad I rode. I got tired a lot faster than I thought. I think I was more tired from yesterday than I realized. Um, but I did I did fifty five miles yesterday. You know, all nice. on dirt. Right and, on. Uh, yeah, that's, it was. A, yeah. Have you tried uh, riding up Buzzard's Lagoon? 
I have, but I'm telling you, once you go out that kind of stuff, you're like, eh, not so much. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but no, it's cool up there too. We've done some riding up Mount Umanum and you know the radio towers up mm-hmm. that way, and you know, and it wasn't too cold until the end of the day, and. One of the things I'm working on is is puddles. It sounds kind of lame, like a puddle. <laughs> well, but you have a history of don't uh, trust the puddle. I got a history of so many things: blind <laughs> turns, puddles. Like, oh god. Um, yeah, for those who forget, there's this one series of puddles at Hollister that we've learned our lessons. It's like the first two are shallow, and then the third one looks like the other two, but it's like three feet deep, and you just disappear. Your front wheel just disappears straight yep. down. And uh, the, I think the last time you were I even knew it. I even knew it. And it was just was even Haley, deeper. You knew it. And you went in and like, it's like cow runoff. It's like. Oh, it was fetid. There was like dead animals in there. Yeah, definitely hepatitis. Oh, I've learned my lesson the first time I went uh, in. You, when your front wheel just starts disappearing down. Well, that, like, nope. That puddle killed the KLX. Uh, but anyway, yeah. there were some big puddles. And. Um, and so I just spent some time going back and forth in a puddle, kind of start on the edge, because there was one puddle you had no choice. You just had to go through it. Um, so I start on the edge and just kind of work my way back and forth. And as awesome as my motorcycles and Misfits sweatshirt is, yeah. it's not awesome when it gets soaked and the sun starts going down. It's like 48 uh, degrees out. Uh, no. um, but yeah, up until no. I, it was still all right, though. I stopped and had a little protein bar and that kind of shit. But it was fun ripping through the puddle. And uh and just having the water literally just a wall up and over you yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but that's what's making it more fun. You know, I'm getting better. Um, yeah, I'm just getting better at riding, so it makes it more fun. It's faster. And, and you're still enjoying the rally ride. <clears throat> I am. I think I've got it set up now um, where it suits me well. So the, the, the things I've done to it, the mods were um, the Rocks pivoting handlebar risers. I think they're inch and a half or two inch maybe. Right. Um, I had some old Renthal fat bars I put on there, which are pretty good, um, with a nice rise to them. Uh, Acebus hand guards. Then I did. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not going to let you get away with it. Thank you. No. We did the whole pronunciation game. Yeah, okay, whatever. Just <clears throat> yeah, whatever. What Knox said. <laughs> uh, the hand guards. And then I had to put on a legit bash plate. Um, yeah, Labish. What else did I do to it? Let's see. Tire. Yeah, Suspension. Tractionator. Right. Uh, tractionator. You, you're, not, you're not looking for power. Um, I am actually. Um, yeah. I honestly, uh, yeah, the traction air tires. Then I went through the suspension, so stiffer right. springs in the front and the back. So I ran into this today. I didn't end up going this uphill that we were on. Mm-hmm. There was just nutty ass whoops, right? I did end up going that one that that T crashed on. <laughs> Tamar crashed uh, on. Yeah, Tamar crashed on. And um, and they're just deep ruts, but it's an uphill. And I so I I nailed it in first, rung it out, shifted into second as I head up. And about a third of the way, I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to make it to the top in second gear. But it was so wackadoo whoops that I was afraid that, you know, shifting down into first, I could just be fucked. So I made it to the very top. It almost stalled. And I just had to pull in the clutch and ring it out again to get it to the top. So, but I hear different things on the forums about changing the front countershaft sprocket. You know, Mike. You know, if I go to a, a one tooth less countershaft sprocket, it could create some other issues. Mm. I don't know, but for most of the writing I do, it's it it it's enough power and it's right. just fine. Okay. Well, you know, Mike was having the same issues because he got his uh, KX two fifty. Same time we got all you know our bikes mm-hmm. the two fifties, and he just felt KLX. like it KLX it, that it wasn't enough power because it couldn't do like the hill climbs and the gnarly mm-hmm. stuff. So. So he went and got a new bike. Knock, <laughs> you want to describe what he got? He got an SWM 500 XR. A RX what? SWM. What's that? Yeah, apparently it's uh, <laughs> a swim. <laughs> used to be an old Husqvarna. It's an Italian company that probably right. bought the Husqvarna factory or something. I tell you what, 
That is a damn good looking bike. It's a good oh, bike. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking light. It's got a lot of power and it's smooth. So he basically has a 500cc plated dirt bike. It's fucking pimp. I was impressed with that bike. It was very smooth. The only bike. thing I am suspect of is where he bought it from. Oh, the local shop? Second he bought it from the local shop that sells Chinese pit bikes and fake Groms. Yeah, well, mm. but that's it's a SWM, you know. It's, it's so, I mean, that's why I'm like, oh, I don't know. But, um, so SWM, yeah, he said they bought the the Husky tooling and, and factory and are just making all those mm-hmm. those bikes and parts good again. platform. But for like $7,000 less retail. Yeah. So I have to think that some corners have been cut. Which is mm. which may be okay for him. He's not out there racing or you know doing long desert runs. He just goes out every now and then. Um, yeah. But Emma, what do you think for it to be a, a, like seven grand? I think it's seven thousand retail. Wow! On a five hundred cc plated. It's an amazing looking bike. Right. It really is. I don't know. I mean, I don't. It's it's an established name. Everyone knows SWM. But I, I mean. I have, a new, I have a new nickname for it. I think it's a Chitalian bike. Chitalian? <laughs> I think it's Chitalian. You think I so? don't know, man. All the Capones there look... It appeared to have like a Maguro hand clutch or all no, that. I no, I mean, it looked legit. Yeah. It looks good, but to get... To cut the price seven grand from the previous incarnation of that bike, if it's all the same tooling? Well, I think they don't advertise here. It's a weird kind of ex- import kind of a bike. I can't believe Ms. Ms. Like Banggood's calling bullshit on this bike all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, I know, right? Well, right? yeah, but I'm aware of the risk I'm taking when I'm spending $17 <laughs> on something that costs 100 No, but from my point of view, just looking it over, because, I mean, you look over at the Chinese pit bikes, and you're like, okay, you, you mm-hmm. they're cheap-looking bikes. This looks legit. I wouldn't say it's got Ducati fit and finish, but it's, you know, it's kind of like a Prilia fit and finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's up to that level. It's a great looking bike. We'll see. I mean, you know, first time he takes it on the trail, the frame might snap in half. I hope not. <laughs> kind of like the uh, the mini bike that. Uh... Oh God. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's just yeah. an SWM RS five hundred dual sport. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's mm. cool. It's great. And Nog, you went and rode it. Said so it has tons of power, right? Dude, it's yeah, it's it's got good power and it's delivered very smoothly and very linearly. You left a so. front wheel skid mark. In the in the parking lot. Yeah, those knobbies aren't good for stopping. <laughs> <laughs> you were so lucky that thing didn't slide out. Oh no, I just I knew it was going to happen. Like when you have a tall front suspension like that and big tires, front end pushes aren't as scary as like on a seventeen or. Whatever. You know, I think it was a, Mike was having a generous day of people riding his bikes. Yeah. Hold on, Jim, you got to go. Yep, I got to bounce. All right, thanks right, for cool. sharing your story. Later, Later Gaida. I'm riding dirt again tomorrow. Ah! Nice. I'm going to explore uh, the, back, the, the, the back side of the forest this time. Oh, so nice. I'm going to head out Carmel Valley Road. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're doing all the intel for me. So yeah, it's a 2019. Apparently it's new. So I guess the tooling's still available. Or the sorry, the parts are available, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I guess it wouldn't be a problem for him. Well, right. Yeah. This could be a thing. I think we'll have to get a report from him on how that is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, review. Speaking of how that's doing, um, we've got some other stuff we've been working on. You guys are gearing up for one show, yeah? Yeah. yeah. How, who all's going? I'm going. i got to get my shit together. Though. Yeah, you do not. Uh, so my I'm shit going. is not together. The, 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 the people who are booked and actually ready is Naked Jim. Yeah. 
myself, mm-hmm. Mike, Bye, Jim. Mike McCarthy. Bye. Mike's going? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Mike Miranda. Yeah. Oh. And last but not least, the bagler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, knock if he can get his crap together. Get your shit together, man. I'm trying, baby. I'm trying. Um, but, you know, we're booked. The Airbnb's booked. The car rental's booked. The flights are booked. So, we're going to be there mm. with Evil Can Evil Socks. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What's the magic word? Give it the beans, darling. And then you have to give me. <laughs> yeah, don't forget. You have to give me. A can of beans is great, but it can be anything knowing that I'm going to pass it on to the local food bank. Yeah. Yeah, bring a can of beans to the one show. Give it to Emma. Yep. Yeah. Say, so give it to the beans. Give first it the beans, five, darling. First the- five people get a pair of evil Knievel socks. And these socks are so valuable. I love them. You will have be reporting them. On your 1099 this year, uh, it's going like, to put you in the next tax bracket. And these like, aren't these aren't Chinese socks. I no, they're not, not Banggood socks. These are so stance. These I, are high quality. I like the wow. idea where like the first five people have already come up, so now you have a bunch of people just walking around with cans of food, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like just cans of beans. Hey, it'll go people. to a good cause. Well, you know yeah. what? It'll get you a good photo op. Yeah. Miss right, too. exactly. Yeah. And oh, I want to see all the photos. Cans of beans. And then. Um, I'll give it to the local uh, food bank. I'm like, what are these fucking beans? I'm curious. Do you, do you have a bean preference? No, I don't. Okay. No, I don't. I mean, any beans. Any beans. <laughs> we, you can do good your... Um, yeah, good beans. We You can do like the barbecue beans or, mm. you know, Heinz baked beans, um, runner beans, you know. Pinto Tin beans. green beans. Yeah, pinto beans. What if they just handed Fava you... Fava beans. A, you got a sack of dead dry beans. I'm okay with it. That works too. (laughs) It's not just about the. It's not just about the beans, knock. This is true. (laughs) You know, jumping beans. Um, (laughs) Oh yes, nice. Well, um, I know you guys are going out for that, but we have somebody coming to town to see us. Oh, Mm. oh, falala. Yeah. So. Uh, this is our friend Brent. Remember the ride to fight suicide guy? Yes, yeah. I remember this guy. Um, so he's coming to town in a few days. He's going to oh, wow. be here all day on Wednesday. Oh, cool! Is anyone free on Wednesday? Want to hang out with Brent? Should be able to. Yeah, I told him let's let's uh, get together for dinner at least because I'm going to be working. All right, um, Emma, you have any interest in coming up for dinner on Wednesday? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'll let's let's plan something afterwards. We'll pick a spot. I'll tell yeah, you yeah, where yeah. to go. Wednesday's kind of my Jeffries. late day at work, so I don't know if I'll make it in time. But I'd rather you guys figure uh, it out, Miller. I just did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so Brent's coming to town. Let's put something together. Okay. Um, knock. You have an email there you can read. I, I do. This is uh, titled episode 350 from our buddy Mason Rickert. Mason! Where's Mason Mason from? Uh, I forgot. I think he's... Regionally America. No, I think he's from the Deep South, Knock. From the Deep South? Yes. So, um, if you could could write... If you could read that in the style of a Tennessee Williams play. I don't know what that is. I'm illiterate. (laughs) Well there, Cletus. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, y'all, just listened to 350 and had a couple things to add. Knock, if you want an auto bike with a foot shift, Aprilia... Made a bike called the Mana 850, yeah, yeah. which is auto, but with a foot shift. Still a 90-degree V-twin, pretty cool, engineered <laughs> bike. A blog I dig is Moto Geo, hosted by a guy named Jamie, 
put out of LA, local rides, Baja, various spots around the world, his personal bikes, as well as reviewing bikes. It's really well done. How do you spell Moto Geo? It's M O T O G E O. There you go, Moto Geo. Cool, thanks. I also have a shop shout out Crosstown Cycle in South Metro Minneapolis, Minnesota. Wait, wait, Minneapolis? Minneapolis. Minneapolis. So he's not from the South, he's from Minnesota. (laughs) Oh, you, oh need yeah. to, you need to ch- change accents. Oh, All right, start over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Look, the only thing I know vaguely of a Minnesota accent is oh, from Minnesota. that movie Fargo. You got it. Yeah, that's it. You got it. Is that a real uh-huh. accent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't fucking know it. So, <laughs> don't you know? He just never found a shop that he... Li- what? I just sound like a fucked up Canadian. No, it's, it's, <laughs> no Minnesota. You know, it's full, it's full of Norwegian bachelor farmers who keep cows in their basements and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> it's true. All right, keep going. He just, he, just never found, he just never found a shop that he jived with who treated the customers he knew how he believed they could be treated. So he said, fuck it, and he opened up his own shop. Don't oh, you right know? On. Wow. Congrats. Good for him, man. He's a younger guy who is making it work and services bikes from HD to vintage Ducatis to cool. two-stroke GP sports bikes and is a dealer of KTM and Husky. Nice. Yes. Cool. So if you're ever in the Twin Cities, give Pat a chance. You'll be pleased. Uh, nice. Keep up the solid work, and I can't wait till spring, uh, personally. So, yeah, it's it's around the corner, guys. Hold out for spring because we forget that there are parts of the world where it's like fucking planet hoth and they can't do goddamn thing. Yeah, well, it's cold a- as shit. According to Fargo, which was clearly a documentary about people <laughs> who lived up that neck of the woods, there's probably like 10 feet of ice. Yeah. yeah. You know about yeah, yeah. the Japanese woman who died? Yeah, because she actually thought there she was thought a She thought it was town. a real movie, and she was out there in the snow searching for Treasure. the money. Yeah. Oh, no. And she froze to death and died. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That bad stuff. Uh, wow. So there's a... Is that the end of the email? Because I oh, see a picture. Oh, uh, Liza. saw mm-hmm. a video of you on the Coleman mini bike and reminded me of my <laughs> first bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> this thing's legendary. This thing is awesome. We'll pass around. This yeah. is as cool as the one we've had out there. Yeah, this thing's got like eight hangers. Turn it around. It's a big enough picture. <laughs> Yeah, look at that wow. mini bike with eight yeah. hangers. <laughs> there's those four-inch wheels again. Yeah, yep. that's great. It's called the uh, engineered flex, bike. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a suspension when you got something that nice. long. Nice. Right <laughs> hey, so uh, thanks for the email, Mason. Yeah, Appreciate thanks, Mason. It, Sweet. Emma, what do you got there? Yes, darling. I have um, an email here from Betty Fatima Nian. And where's she from? Um, she is from, um, she lives in Toronto, mm-hmm. but was born and raised in Dakar, Senegal. There you go. And, international. Wins, and bitch. what you don't realize about Senegal is they talk with a regional Midlands English accent. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> so it's true. <laughs> I have no reason to lie. High Recycle Garage absolutely love the podcast. Thank and you. And she's exhibited this with a, with a heart, Aww. which is very nice. Um, I like that you mentioned the Dakar Rally. Um, I was born and raised in Dakar, Senegal, and I just wanted to mention that the Dakar Rally changed location because of the terrorist threats in 2001 mm-hmm. and ended up in South America. It's going to take place in Saudi Arabia for the next five years, and there's more to do with sponsors and money than the danger. And, you know, I can't... Saudi Arabia is kind of pitching itself as the sports capital of the world right now. It's they're, they're pitching it big for motorsports, high-end horse racing, athletic mm. events. So, did, 
But if you saw it, it was stunning. A lot of it looked like southern Utah, like Canyonland. Oh, yes. Mm. Some of it was amazing. Right. Geography Um, isn't our strong suit. It is not. Folks in the Americas. Um, But I know there's plenty of money out there, so it's kind of like if if it's not how you want it, they just throw money at it until it is. Um, Lyndon Poskett is actually partaking in the Africa Eco Race. That race is following the same route Europe, um, specifically Monaco, to Dakar. Hmm. Um, You know, Monaco actually is more towards the south. Back in the old days, one of my favorite parts of the Paris Dakar was Are we talking see- like 1870? Yes. Okay. Was seeing them leave Paris. Uh-huh. And there'd be friggin' snow and ice, and there'd be these giant Africa twins on knobby tires just slippering <laughs> through the slush. And you know they've got like a thousand miles of that before it starts getting warm. Yeah. Um, but at least they're starting in Monaco. And it goes to Dakar. Hmm. That race was born out of the Dakar rally fans and participants who wanted the Dakar to go back to its roots. So not to confuse the Dakar in Saudi Arabia. Some participants also prefer the Africa Eco Race because of the human rights violations happening in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. Um, I am following both at the moment, exclamation point. Mm -hmm. Brabeck, an American, has a real chance. Yeah, well... So he sure does. He certainly yeah. does. Um, maybe another history hole. And you know mm. what? I tell you what, that would be a great history hole. Because, Ooh. I mean, if you go back to the roots of the Paris Dakar, that's going back to late 70s. Well, not just that, but the bikes that came out of it. Um, some of these older bikes, like this one I have hey, you're up here on the wall. Well, th- let's talk. Hey, no talking, you guys. No talking. Uh, this is like what, like an eighty-seven? Uh, what is R eighty GS? Yeah, maybe even earlier than that. Yeah, but uh, let's get Dakar. real with bikes that were born out of the original Paris Dakar race. Tenere, Super Tenere, Africa Twin. Why don't we? These are all bikes that. Let's. I think that's a great idea. Let's. I think let's it's a great a idea. So apparently, she loves everybody. Liza. Hey, Miss Emma, darling. Hey. That's me. And she's listening from Toronto. Cheers, right. Betty. Awesome. Awesome. What a lovely email. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. You know, and, and just the other thing that's really fun about Dakar that is is pretty cool. So they have motorcycles, quads, side by sides, the cars, which can be like a Hilux truck or a the Mini Coopers, right? Um, and then the big trucks. But the motorcycles are the fastest. Yeah. Yeah. By far, yeah. and you'd think that these four wheelers, like going through sand yeah, dunes and stuff, would have an advantage. But the bike, yeah. but the bikes are the fastest. Wow! Hmm. Yeah, so that's why they kind of are featured the most. And I will tell are, you what, they're, they're the most entertaining by far. Wait, what was you saying, Andrew? I was just gonna say, like these Hiluxes are like thousand horsepower race trucks. Yeah, yeah, they're gnarly, dude. Yeah, yeah, I like watching the big trucks. <laughs> Oh, the actual the service trucks that follow oh, them with a giant yeah. No, the big trucks that are racing. The big trucks. You mean like trophy trucks? Or what do you mean? Wait, 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 what? No, the they have the big yeah. trucks that look like a semi and like cab over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the, the the service trucks that. No, no, they're actually they're, they're the race trucks. It's a, a class. It's a class. Oh, shedding razor was an actual class. And yeah. you know, the, yeah. the Germans dominate. And I think um, they're I think a three the, axle, right? Yeah, the three oh, axle yeah. uh, MAN six wheel drive Scania. Now these are the ones that have um, like the big box on the back. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. It, but it's like a transformer. It opens up and you can right. see inside. So it's like a souped up Unimog or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Well, no, it's bigger than a Unimog. 
They're, yeah. they're like full-size mm -hmm. cab-over cabs with like a box on the back. And the Italians have got the Ivecos, um, the Scandinavians have got the Scanias and the Volvos. Germany has got the MANs. And Mercedes. I think Mercedes yeah. do the full-size ones. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Didn't Toyota but they, have one too? Yeah. I'm not sure whether Toyota oh did a God. big, big, See? big one. Hmm. They're wild looking they're fucking things. doing wheelies, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're a lot Big of horsepower. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Um, Bagel, I think you have one more. And where is this person from? Well, this email is called Gadai from Straya. Hey! Straya. This is from hey. Peter Hello, Bands. And Peter writes, Hi there, misfits. Hello, possum. I just know I'm going to regret telling you that I'm from Melbourne, Australia, because every time you try and do an Aussie accent, it sounds like a bad South African accent done by a Simpsons oh. character. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> but, but I digress. <laughs> I've only just discovered your podcast in the last, last six months and have been diligently working my way through the back catalogue as well as the weekly shows as they come out. You're from Johannesburg, mate. <laughs> I absolutely love it and what you do at the garage. <laughs> you're, you're fading a bit. Bring it back in, Ben. Yeah, come on. Bring it come on. Focus. Come on. Say, say crikey and then start I need, again. I need another bear. Yeah, Crocodile Dundee. Now that's a bloody All knife, right. mate. Miss Emma would have to be my favourite. Ah! Sorry, oh, not. Calm down. Sorry, calm not. Down. Fuck Relax. you. Followed by Liza. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I class myself as a misfit as I love the bikes, but to do them a little differently, like wanting a Harley, so buying a night roll and refusing to dress like a gay pirate. <laughs> I love wrenching, as you all say, on my bikes as well. Currently, I've got most ends of the road spectrum covered. An 04 Rocket 3 with 145,000 nice. kilometers on it that just purrs along. This is my cruising hard machine. But I also have a pair of 7-inch LED driving lights and a screen for when I do iron butt rides that will fry roadkill at 200 yards. Oh, nice. fantastic. Blast them, fuckers. Also in the garage is an 05 Ayabusa that I found last, last year with 20,000 on it and some nice mods. That's nice. great. 20K. That's great. Sorry, Emmett does not have an extended swing. Oh, boo! <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in the trash! <laughs> My third current bike is a 250 Hyosung track bike that I got for $500. Okay. Pawn pick or one. Nice. <laughs> Already set up as a race bike with a heap of spares, warmers, and stand. <laughs> what a hoot it is to ride, and my closest trek is Phillip Island, only an hour away. <laughs> nice, wow. dude. Hell yeah. That's and, an iconic trek. Yes, I'm going to Phillip Island with my little possum. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, my wife and I are planning a road trip doing Route 66 in mid-2021, Yeah, and yes. we'll be buying two bikes for the trip, going to see all the crappy attractions and what's left of the mother mm. road. We did it as part did part of it when we was in the US in 2016 in a car but with the kids but now we'll make it a 2 to 3 week odyssey. We'll be avoiding the interstate mostly but we still want bikes that can cope with those speeds and we've got a mate in LA who will buy the bikes for us prior and then sell or possibly store them for future trips. Okay. Nice R dude. Rather than do just the usual thing of buying a couple of used Harleys, we're looking for something a little different but reliable enough for a road trip like this and easy enough to throw a couple of panniers and tank bags on. 
A couple have used Indians, maybe. Mm. Yeah. The wife is shortish at about 5'5 and currently rides a Honda Shadow 750. So a cruiser would suit her best as it's what she's comfortable with. I'm happy riding anything. Our anticipated hopeful budget is 10k USD for two bikes, and we've been having a little look on Craigslist. Viragos, ex-police quackers, (laughs) a blackbird have all popped up as well as old Harleys and VTXs. My question for the misfits, what bikes would you buy for a trip such as this with the above constraints? We'll try and make a detour when when, when we do the trip if we can squeeze in a visit to the garage. Pity I didn't know about you guys in 2016 as we came through Santa Cruz on our oh. last trip. <clears throat> Keep up the great work. Love it. Got to get back to choking on bushfire smoke. Looking oh. forward to mm. your next show. Peter Burns. All right. Can I, I, hope, go, can I go first? First, first of all, like, first of do all. it. Hopefully you guys are okay. And yeah. Shout out to the no, Australian yeah, firefighters down there. Please man, stay sure. safe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Okay. I've got an interesting suggestion. You can get a upright bike for him and a cruiser for her. Yep. Two Triumphs. Actually, you know that same motor share a lot of parts that and maintenance. A, that is not a bad bikes. idea. So, what you're thinking, like a Speedmaster or an America for her, and just a an America for her and a Bonneville for him. Yeah, that's Ooh, within. I was gonna say, and remember, Danielle Lynn, she did like seventy thousand miles yeah. on hers. No, the fantastic, great. It, 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 you can put panniers on it, be a good touring bike, but yeah. classic at the same yeah. time. I was gonna. I was actually gonna suggest a Virago for her and a Bandit for him. Mm. Um, Ten grand. You know that's a good budget, though. You'll get something. Yeah, that's enough to outfit yourself with gear and stuff too. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw in a wild card. How about a couple of Moto Guzzi Californias? Mm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> mm. I'm not. I'm not actually having. You know, I live with a Moto Guzzi every day, as does Henry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm really not. I'm really not sure how much I trust mine. Uh, well, hmm. okay. You know, Henry. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love reflects. it as I, I would love my own child. Well, I mean, he has would totally be reliable. I I was able to put 20, 25,000 miles on my first Moto Guzzi without any major issues. Yes, but then but, they started yeah. coming hard for them. I'm just thinking of the bikes that are modern but with a retro styling. I do that like the just California. goes with the whole thing. And even it's, though they're not American bikes, these are American kind of a theme. Yeah. you know, yeah. Bonneville, California. I was gonna say, like for her, they can get like a Shadow Seven Fifty for like probably three grand here in the mm-hmm. states, and that's gonna give him seven. Uh huh. That'll, like that'll do it. But where's the style? I was thinking like a Viffer or something like that yeah. for him. What about like a CV Five Hundred? Maybe. Well, I think that might be a bit tall for her, and I think he. Pro- I, I'm guessing he probably wants more power. Yeah, I don't know if I've got the very thing. Matching stretch boosters. Yeah, and then um, pink, pink neon lights for her, blue neon lights oh, for no. him. Actually, I have a... Oh, see, this is too... They're not coming soon enough. I was going to say she could use an FZ6 and he can use a Versus 650. Hmm. Or a KTM 990. Yeah, ching We just happen to have some for sale. Oh, I don't yeah. know, man. Cross country with a 650. <clears throat> I just... I don't know. I don't know. I'd, so I'd, you, you want some a little bit more power, and so it's less. No, I, tell you, I I would ride a Versus I mean, 650 across the really? country. I wrote. I mean, I rode a Strom 650 across the country. Yeah, I know, but like, if you, it's just like. 
No, I mean once you put too many revs in my opinion to be for it to be no, but once you realize you're not going to be doing like 100 miles an hour, what about if you if you're cruising at like 75 80? Yes, what about a pair like he said, just said a pair of Stroms, a 650 and a 1000? Yeah, that would that one. I don't, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna upset people right now. I do Uh not rate the 1000 V Strom, I don't like it. Hmm. The 650 is a lot sweeter yeah. bike. I mean, I was able to hold 85 basically all day and do like four or 500 miles, four or 500 miles in a day on a Strom 650, and I didn't feel like I was stressing it out. That might be a good plan. Um, make sure, make sure you go with a uh, multi tester because you know Suzuki charging systems. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the uh, two Triumphs. I really, like I that think idea. actually that is quite a good yeah, idea. I'm okay with that. Yeah, okay. and Ameri- that, uh, that America. Uh, is a cool-looking cruiser-ish cruiser yeah, bike. Yeah, they're, they're kind of wide and nice. But it's the same motor, right? Yeah. So doing oil changes and stuff is going to be a you, lot easier and maintenance. Yeah. Do you think it's possible to find two Indians for under ten grand? No. no. Uh, not no. the new ones, anyway. No. Uh, not any. The smaller ones are not going to be comfortable for touring. Yeah. Um, was Michael thought, like, is here today. He's got his 2016 Scout, and he's like, he already wants to sell it because he can't go for long rides on it. Yeah, um, I remember riding the 900 uh, on that test ride in Vegas, thinking like the forward controls are just not fun. They're awesome. Like they're cool bikes, just not yeah. for the distance riding, and especially going off highway where you're just going to be just kind of cruising along. And and what size is the small Indian? Oh, I forgot what it was. Is it a 12? Or eleven, it's still it's pretty big. Not the nine hundred, yeah. eleven. Yeah. Whatever the big one yeah. was when I rode, it yeah. was a scout something. Well, there you go. Lots of suggestions. Um, None of them good. Even, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, even like a Ninja six fifty. I mean, you're still not shut your that mouth. No, not for touring. <laughs> that's well. That's basically the same well, as a Versus. Well, she wants. She, no, but it's, but Versus is upright, right. and you can put bags. Well, Ninja six fifty is upright. Yeah. Well, and she's used to a, cruise, a cruiser anyway, so. Get road go. king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of Harleys, you're on the way. Matching stretch boosters, well, I'm done. You guys, we've we've done it once again. Turbocharged, we did it. We have wasted two hour two hours of our listeners' life. You'll Free never get it back. One star quality entertainment. <laughs> one whole star. They love us. A moronic approach to podcasting. <laughs> yes, proudly. I don't know how we get through this. I don't know how they get through this. That's because we're fabulous. But somehow they do. And they keep so, listening. I don't know why. This is a point know, right? where we say. Thank you. Especially yeah. to our Patreon subscribers who are easily mm-hmm. the most superior human beings on the planet. Um, <laughs> yes. I love every single one of you. Really laying it thick there, Brummy. <laughs> no, but it's true. Bankrolling this moronic endeavor. Cha-ching. You know, and I, and I just, I, I keep thinking, you know, those... Um, those couple episodes that we did for the Patreon, yes, only while we were lying in bed on our on our trip, bedtime, bedtime chat, yes. bedtime <laughs> chat with Liza and Emma on the Queen Mary, no less. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Just <laughs> if you want to know what it what we talk about when we're not on mic, and it was, I mean, it was absolutely real. We're in this room in the Queen Mary, and I'm lying on an original 1936 mattress, <laughs> which is n- not dissimilar to lying on a bag of straw. <laughs> <laughs> and the lights are out, and we've got the porthole open, and, you know, the sights and sounds and smells of Long Beach are coming in, and <laughs> we're, we're just sitting in the dark, yakking about... Motorcycles. Motorbikes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, exactly. You know, it's, it was quite a... It was a nice little chat. 
Well, one thing I can't wait for, too, because I know you guys are going to be taking the recorders up to the one show. Anytime you get. Yes. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> we have to. Shit, we got to work. We've and, got yeah. press passes. we got to work. But anytime all right, all right, all right. you get Phil and Emma together, just turn on the recorder, <laughs> sit recording. back and shut up. Just sit back and shut up. It is the show. Yes. <laughs> the two of them, especially if you throw out a little, like, ask f- uh, for an opinion or advice, and they'll talk for hours on the minutest details details. about the finish of nuts and bolts (laughs) on KLR650s (laughs) but you know it's funny how me and Phil are so similar in our opinions of what makes a good bike Mm -hmm. and what makes a terrible bike you know Um, so maybe it's not an opinion after all it's just facts facts darling facts (laughs) There you go. Well, uh, Gemma, Nathan, this is the first time you sat in with us. What did you guys think? This is a shit show. <laughs> yes, it it's is. a sh- one-star quality just, just shit show. But it's like fertilizer. That you can did really you have grow any by. idea? <laughs> did you have any idea what we were talking about most of the time? I got every third word. Maybe. <laughs> That's good. I feel empowered. I've, I don't know why. That's like good. a one and a half star. Yeah. Okay. Very, very, very good. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know about a shit show. I mean, me and Nathan used to work for a bar, local bar called the Red Room, and I mean, oh, there we that, go. Was, oh, that was a shit show every night. Are you? I used to go to the Red Room. Yeah, yeah years ago. Used to. Well, yeah, don't go used there, they'll to. spike your drinks. Hey, can I make That's a suggestion? Why don't you all go there now so I can get get this podcast done and edited? Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So thank you, everyone, <laughs> for... Thank, uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening and making it this far. And mm-hmm. hey, thank you, uh, Nathan and Gemma, for joining us. I hope it was entertaining. Indeed. Right. I, it all comes down to the fart master. That's really what... <laughs> <laughs> The success to any podcast. The nervous nervous fight. All right. Thanks again, everyone. We're ready to get out of here. This is Liza. Henry. Isaiah. Bagel. Die, my mother, darling. Oh, my God, Gemma. (laughs) Nathan. Good day, mate. (laughs) (laughs) And we are out of here. Cool. 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 Peace.